There's no good women left. He says, only hoes and gold diggers. Oh, my God. That's a really awful thing You know what? Or complains that their standards are too high. And she finishes with, Lord have mercy. (laughs) (laughs) This podcast represents the opinions of our hosts and guests. The content here should not be taken as medical advice and is for informational purposes only. This podcast also does not establish a standard of care, doctor-patient, or client relationship. No guarantee is given regarding the accuracy of any statements or opinions made on the podcast or website. And because each person is so unique, all listeners are encouraged to connect with counseling and medical professionals for assistance with their personal journey. All people, places, and scenarios mentioned in the podcast have been changed to protect the privacy of those involved. Welcome to We're Not Fine. I'm Dr. Talia Jackson. And I'm Doug Jensen. We thank you for listening every week to our deep and thought-provoking conversations about relationships. Well, welcome back. Namaste. (laughs) Well, that was unexpected as a greeting, but I kind of like it. Sanskrit. I love that. (laughs) Actually... I'm not really sure it was Sanskrit. Don't quote me on that. Huh, that's interesting. I feel like we always have a very loose outline to what we talk about and just go with it and have fun. But one thing we've never discussed is how to even start the podcast. And there's always this moment every single time that I'm like, I don't know what to say or what to do. So today you said namaste. Yeah. And last time you, I think, I think in one of our intros recently, you were speaking German. I mean, obviously. What mm-hmm. else would come to mind when someone says hello? Oh, okay. We have the fun, literally the funniest. Basically, we can't stop laughing, talking about our episode for today. And, <laughs> but also, this me, is why. Me too. This is why we need a team. Because. Does anyone want to be our producer and manager? We've got like ripped up pieces of paper. Yes, we're funny. Yes, we're pretty smart. But we need somebody who can really help us pull all of these together in case. Yeah, if anybody is interested in knowing somebody or not interested in knowing somebody, (laughs) but if somebody knows somebody. Who knows somebody. We have an amazing team, but we need someone to lead us. And be a visionary as we move into the future. Elevate us. Elevate us. Into the great beyond. Create vision. Tell us where to show up and what to do. And we just want to say we're so grateful for all the support we've had because that's where we're at. We're looking to advance because we've gotten some great feedback. We do have a lot of opportunities ahead of us. But we need someone to help us pull it together because we are the people that talk on this podcast. And we have full practices. Yes. As I'm tapping on the table, yes, which I've been told to not to. Not do so much thumping. I'm a thumper. He's a thumper. I'm full of I'm full of energy about this. Our topic. Okay. This is our topic. All right. Um, do you ever wonder why you're single? The topic is really, do you have a friend that wonders why they're single, but you actually know why they're single? I feel like, Talia, that's directed specifically toward me. (laughs) Every topic I bring to the table, Doug thinks that it's about him, which is, like, the best. It's the absolute best. I'm, like, narcissistic personality disorder. He, like, looks at me as though I secretly am trying to give him a message. Histrionic, you were like, I get it. It's me. I I hear you. I I hear hear you, Talia. I hear you want to talk about me, but you're using the podcast because you can't outside, which is not true. She's very explicitly talking to me about all these things outside. But it is funny. I am single and I have recently been increasing my social activity. Like I've been more open to meeting dudes. I've been more open to like meeting dudes that there might be potential for more. Right. And what's fascinating about it to me is that while I feel like I am a relationship expert and I feel like I'm a dating expert, I find myself sometimes on those dates like, hmm, I wonder how I come off. Right. Because we don't always know if we're coming off the way we think we're coming off. Right. So if anybody has dated me and wants to like give some feedback on this... Yes. Please do not contact us at weirdnotfine.com. 555-1212. Talia. <laughs> Talia wants to have okay. dirt on you her guys, friend Doug. Don't tell Doug, but I'm the only one that looks at the emails. And so send me a message to mm. business at weirdnotfine.com. If you've dated Doug and can identify. Because what we're talking about today is very exciting. We're talking about like 
friends or people you know who you know why they're not dateable. You know why they're probably turning people off that they're on dates with. That's right. But they don't freaking know. No. And That's they the first think, time I said frickin', I think, instead of frickin', frackin'. Yeah. And they might think it's the other and not them. And so yeah. we were kind of joking about our own toxic traits, which, I mean, I personally don't have any. And me neither. I don't have any. I... <laughs> and Doug, I was Is like. Is that funny? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to think about my toxic dating traits. And he's like, um, do you want a list? That's literally what he said to me. I did say that because I can identify what I think when, we, when we've dated. Yes. Which we've never done, but we've when we've dated. Yeah. Um, when we date. I, I know. I think you are so lovely and amazing. Go on. That even if there was a toxic trait, I've already gone through it. Yeah, you're I know what you're. It. I know what the most difficult is thing for me about you. What? The most difficult thing about you is for me. I want to rephrase yeah, that because yeah. I think I did it wrong. You know what it is. It's like, if there's, like, we've had one moment of strife. Well, no, strife, two. Maybe a couple. Strain. Maybe a couple moments of strife and strain. And then I turn into that yeah. sheep that has the red bucket over yep. my head. Do you guys remember that meme? No. Nope. I feel like I've sent it to you maybe thrice. And because I don't find it enticing, you I guys. probably just thrice. Okay. My friends that are listening, you know what I'm talking about. There is like this meme going around on Instagram. I'm always a day late and a dollar short. It's probably been like a year. And there's a sheep with a bucket on their a head? A red bucket. And then it was something like, she, she meaning the sheep, she. would like to disengage from the negativity and stay in this beautiful world yeah, you of freeze. her own. And yeah. I'm like, I don't like that when that happens and it bugs me. And you're like. I'm going now. Yeah, well, I, you will see my body, but my soul... Yeah, you just stare at me. ...has been sucked out into, like, Tahiti, and I'm visiting oh. some other beautiful place. I'm working on it. You have made huge strides, and we have it. to work through stuff, but we don't have a lot we of struggle. We have to work through stuff. Yeah, we don't have a lot of struggle, though. We've had I a few struggles. I would say my toxic trait... Is what? But it's also really delightful. Is, is, it? is it hard oh, when you be, think that your own toxic That's what trait I was going like to say. I'm sure, I'm sure my toxic trait, I think, is really great, like, you know, making this topic about me. <laughs> I think that's an, My that's toxic charming. trait is I feel like I have to compulsively be kind of the funniest person in the room. And we can be, like, going out to dinner. You have that, too. No, you have to be, like, the loudest, but I have to be the funniest. <laughs> I have to engage right? with everyone in the That's restaurant. Right. And I don't need to be funny to anyone except for the people at my table. You are a captive audience. I'm going to like try all of my best material. And I like to, you know, and my ADHD will make me just jump in at this, like what I think is like this most perfect comedic timing. And then I'll be like, Ta and you know, when it, when it lands and people laugh, I swear, man. You're gold. Gold. Like you're winning the Emmy for comedian in the restaurant. Yeah, I think my goal of every <laughs> restaurant or social experience is to be voted king. Yes, um, that's right? right. Well, can I tell you something funny that Rob begged me not to tell you, but he didn't say don't say it out loud in front of thousands and thousands of people. <laughs> I love He's you, Rob, no matter what me. she tells me. Okay, so... He said, I'm the funniest of all. When we were making plans to almost be going out where, like, you were, for a moment, dating another eight, <laughs> he was like, oh, my God, we need to find a place that has a stage. Like, how are we going to handle going out with two eights who are going to be, like, competing for the limelight? You can tell, Rob, I will always win. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I don't need to win everything. Just. Oh, maybe. No. Oh. Kid the king. Kid the king. King. I'm just going to bring a crown. And every time you win as king. I don't know. I you could get enough crowns. No, I'll How just keep taking it back and giving it to you every oh. time that you succeed. Can I take some of them home? No, there's only going to be one. Oh. I know it's really sad, but you could take pictures and put them in an album. You said album. that sarcastically. Sad. Yeah, it's so sad. You said that with an affect. I'm ready. I'm so ready. here's the deal. So we're going to be talking today about, like, when you know that your friend has some weird crap going on and you're like, okay, I know why you're not getting dates. I know why you're single. Date. And I love this topic I so much because do. we all have shit. 
I just want to say we all have crap that we bring to this table. It is good to be self-aware, but I find myself, I do, I sincerely find myself, if I'm on a date that I think is a date, I'm like, I wonder how I'm coming off. And I I know one of my big, we're joking about me thinking I need to be the, the king of every social event. That's right. We're joking about it because it's, it's not so true. Funny because it's ironic. Is it? No. So then I think on a date, am I coming off that way? I do know everybody like I've ever gone on a date with yeah. has said, you're asking me that like a therapist might. And I'm like, well, I am one. Of course. So when I say, tell me more. Oh, barf. On I a can't date? help it. Yeah, well, like, I want to hear more. Like, tell but me about you your dating this, history. Like, tell me more. But do you do this weird thing that And then I say, it's your doing? time. Bring... Doug started doing this really weird thing that's like traffic directing. Like when we're having our episode, I I don't even see the weird stuff that you do. But it's like if if we have a guest or sometimes just the two of us, he will like start to talk and then he'll like stop. And then if you want to see us on YouTube to see how funny this is. And then it's like, tell me more. Go and you go. You go. Come on. Talk talk to me. Do you see how encouraging that is like to the audience? Please come on to our show. It's sort of like I welcome you. Please, come at come me, on, bitch. Do you say bitch? I did, but that's Ooh, not really what it feels like. Ouch. It's like it's like tell me more, and then it's like I will tell you when it is time to talk. <laughs> yes, that's exactly what it is. <laughs> we have found another toxic trait of mine, and that is with my hands directing communication traffic. God, I must be fun to be friends with, and especially I'm date. Gonna, I'm going to rate you a 10 out of 10. Oh, friend, thank you. But I don't oh. know how you are to date. That's why people are going to email me. Do you want to explore it? Business you could pretend to be on a date. At we're not fine. We are going out to dinner after this. We could act we like are. we are the ones on the date. Oh, my gosh. And also, That's never we work. have literally the best freaking retreat that we have planned. We do. We and do. we have a skit prepared of how not to be on a first date. And I mean, we just think we're so funny. We think we're funny, but we're going to find out if the audience thinks we're funny. And I must tell you that really all of the feedback we've had, sincerely, all of the feedback for this podcast in our first year has been so amazingly they like us. lovely and charming. And you have been so gracious with your comments. So thank you so much for those. And we are open to criticism. I will likely have a breakdown if I get any. But I was going to say, Doug is open to criticism. I am open to criticism. That's right. I'm less. Is this so. a joke? I am open to criticism, but I want it. I'm going to do this if it's like helpful. But if it's mean, yeah, like you're bald and you're old and you have flower power shirts. Isn't this pretty? None of those things are um, insults, though. I love this. It does say power. In it. I was there going right. to say they're all facts, but I feel like you might punch me in the face. <laughs> okay i'm thinking we're, about that we're moving on to the best parts this is like the you guys have written the best stuff and let me just tell you that we're going to go through like a lot of scenarios we're so plowing. we're going we're to kind of plow through this one because they're so freaking funny yeah and i will tell you i bet all of you have some like examples of this in your life where you yeah. like you have a friend you're like i totally get why it is like you're, why you're single you need to brush your teeth sometimes yeah. or you know, please chew with your mouth closed or whatever the whatever the issues are for dating. But let's go through some and then we're going to comment on each because I love commenting. I love commenting. I too. know both of us do. What? This is why we have this podcast called We're Not Fine. <laughs> oh my God. OK, do you want to go first or should I? Um, I'd like you to go first. Okay. I'm a gentleman and not it's not about gender, but I'm willing to give up that first slot. That's really Because nice. I'm confident in myself. And I'm slightly entitled of that first oh, spot. Okay. And I enjoy okay. saying thank you so much. Here I go. Let's go. Okay. My wife's best friend since childhood. Wow. Now she's That's in a her long time. now she's in her early forties. Never mm. married. No relationship lasting longer than six months. She's attractive and has her own career. But she will not shut up for more than 10 <laughs> minutes. I mean constant <laughs> talking. I don't see how my wife handles it. I have to leave the room when her friend is over just to get a moment of silence. I attempted to watch a movie with her and my wife once. It was pointless because, again, she simply would not stop talking. I can only imagine how difficult it must be for someone to try to date her. I'd give them three dates before the guy finally yelled at her to shut the fuck up. I think Ooh. this guy's it hit his limit. Not the right fit. Um, and then he said, maybe four dates if he's really patient. So... 
It makes me want to think, like, if I'm on a date with someone who won't stop talking about themselves, I think I was on a date like that about 10 years ago. With a and woman? No. A woman. I don't know if you know this, but I'm gay. I date men. Yeah. Not that I... Stop it right now. Do you need to process all that? I don't even know what to say. Are you in shock? Actually, we have we have a little snippet here. I can't wait for that one. I love that one so much. Anyway, I'm going to stay on the topic. So Impressive. When I think about, like, the whole experience of being on a date with someone, like, I think, what would I do? What would I do if I'm in, I'm in his shoes as a friend? That's right. Like, if I had... If my if I had a partner and his BFF from childhood would not stop talking, Chatty Kathy, I might. So, by the way, like I'm going to just own that after a long day of therapy, mm-hmm. eight to ten clients I see in a row, which is crazy. I do not recommend that for anyone for wellness, balance, and self care. Okay, on. thank you for the cautionary tale there. <laughs> um, I love Doug my practice. I'm so grateful. Yeah, um, but I want to say I can barely listen after that. Like I shut yeah. I shut off. I get my drive home. I might pick up some. Portillo's or some other amazing food on the way home. My favorite Chinese restaurant on Ruth Street in St. Paul. Let me just tell you, I can't listen very well at the end of my day. <laughs> so, so maybe you shouldn't go out on dates at the end of the day. I probably should not. And and so there is a part of this, though, that I think if somebody's talking at me, I might say, okay, I'm sorry. I'm getting kind of sensory overload and I'm not able to kind of process all that information right now. But do you think that you get sensory overload at an appropriate, reasonable time? Or do you feel like I've been listening all day? I think I've been listening all day. However, if I went on a date with this person who talks all the time afterwards, I might say, absolutely give her feedback. If I'm dating her, I'm not, this is a person who's writing in as a friend, but if I'm dating her, I'm like, okay, so I do notice this is like a little conversation heavy on your end. (laughs) (laughs) So I, do you happen to notice that there's no way to press pause or stop on the monologue? Like, I think you have to address it if you're dating this person head on. Now, the question is in their, their personal life. Mm. Like, does this dude give her any feedback? Like, he has to leave the room almost. I think it can become a playful kind of conversation and maybe joke. Like, if you're like, okay. Like the talking hand you two have You two have so much kibitzing going on. Is that even a word? It's um, Yiddish. Is it Yiddish? Yeah. Okay. You know, so, you know, you have so much conversation going on. I'm a little on overload here and I'm not following well. I'm going to retreat to the spa and... Um, where you're not. A, where you're not, because I cannot hear you <laughs> Okay, so that's one. That's one. That's an issue. Right. If you're that person that yeah. he's talking about, just notice. Notice if there's a balance. Like... Maybe even just have this like sense of give and take. Yes, there's always usually more introverted, more extroverted. And the balance doesn't always have to be 50-50. But some people, when they're nervous, they take up more space. And then others, when they're nervous, take up less space. So maybe just make sure you're given the floor. I'm a very good listener on a date, by the way. I mean, we're making it sound like this is Doug is like yakking about himself all the time. I don't do that. I literally want to hear about somebody and then I want to ask more questions. And if I'm guilty of anything, it's like asking those therapy questions. Right. So I think before you get to the point of saying, shut the fuck up. Right. I might say, okay, my observation is you talk a lot and my brain can't kind of process that. I think here's the thing. I wish people to give people feedback. Like if she's like, if she's struggling in her dating life, she needs feedback. Especially from the friend or even the friend's husband. If it's from a loving place. I agree with that. Okay. And maybe you talk to your wife first and you say, do you notice how she just does not stop talking? Yeah. And then your wife might be your spouse or your significant other. I, I'm not exactly sure what that was because I didn't listen. I find myself thinking, would they have some... But you're a really some... good listener, but just not right now. <laughs> <laughs> Did you notice how I stopped when you talked to listen to and hear you? Come, stop. You're going to love you directing go. traffic stop. after a while. This is going to be your new therapy we... technique. I think we're getting increasingly undateable and annoying in our comfort levels with being ourselves in this podcast. <laughs> I think that's really probably true. But you're so funny. Did I mention that? Oh my God, I'm so funny. And you are so interesting. Thank and you. You should talk God, the whole time. God, thank you. Thank you for that validation. We just validate each other. So I think people should get feedback. I'm gonna, we're going to go to the next one. We're going to the next one. We're a little chatty today. I know. Okay. I have a friend, this person writes, I have a friend in their 40s who is desperate to find a partner. 
He has become so focused on finding a partner, he has ended up putting endless pressure on himself. Ouch. Mm. It's all he thinks about. In some ways, he's like a teenage boy trying to find his first girlfriend and get to some kind of base. I added that part. As a result, he's trying far too hard and can't relax and be himself. That's painful. That's sad. He has never had a problem finding girlfriends in the past, but now he's stuck in this vicious cycle. Oh, so just like he wants it so badly, he's worried he's not going to find what he's looking for. Therefore, desperation is in the air. Well, and anxiety. And I wonder about age. And I wonder about why this guy is like feeling that pressure to find a partner. I got to tell you, the main key here is, of course, be yourself. I know. And if you can't be yourself, then no one's going to know if you're a good fit or not. That's right. So if you're always trying to perform, if you're always trying to give that person what you think they want from that date, what they want to hear, like, that's not great. You have to be really honest and transparent and authentic. I feel like he needs to be present in the moment because if he's so preoccupied with the what ifs and trying to seal the deal, then he's not being present and even seeing how he feels in the situation. If he needs everyone to be the right fit, Because he just really needs to put a ring on it. And the bottom line is, if you're not authentic, like from the get-go, eventually that comes up and people feel a little duped. Like, why am I seeing this part of you now? So starting from the very beginning to be entirely honest about what you're looking for, who you are, telling truthful stories about your relationship past. I'm big on, you know, learning somebody's relationship past. But not on the first date. I'm I'm big on the first date. Not on the first date. Get it the hell out there. I've got no time to waste. Only if it's like super short and sweet. Don't talk about your exes on a first date unless it's like a one sentence elevator story. Because also, warning. Yeah. Do not talk negatively about your exes because it makes you look like a douchebag, not the exes. Do you want me to write that down for you, Doug? (laughs) (laughs) No. What's interesting about that is I'm trying to think recently I did have this conversation with someone. I'm thinking, what did I say? I, I know I said... I have I have three main exes in my life is what I would say. And so I do talk all, about all three. And did you go on a second date? <laughs> I thought I did, but I didn't. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Much to my surprise, I don't know what a date is. You guys, um, you have to believe me. No one wants to hear about your exes and do not talk shit about your exes with your new person because if they are smart and they're looking for red flags it only makes you look bad or if you're not the stinker why do you keep dating stinkers it's you did you point to me when you said that um you did i did but that wasn't you it was like you like a general okay the the camera's over there though you (laughs) all of you she, I, I am, I am aware of my deficits. Let me just say that you have none. Okay, why? Thank you. Except for several. Okay, Should, wow. is it my turn? It's really passive aggressive. Keep going. I love you. Yep, I love you too. I have a friend who couldn't find a woman, and it's because he's way too intense, way too early. Like show up with a dozen roses on the second okay. date, kind of intense, and Oof, he said okay. it's kind of sad. It is kind of sad. That's called love bombing. It is love bombing. That's like where you like flood that person with this fantasy of what you're supposed to do on a on a dating situation. Like being the perfect person with like these flowers grand gestures. And dressing well and smelling good and all those sorts of things, which are normally good things. Yes. But if you're like giving, 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 there's no way to keep that up. That's not a normal exchange so if you like love bomb and you like latch on to a person right away yes. I, I have a, a dear buddy who ends up like committing to somebody within a week of knowing them and it's like oh nope no don't do that um right. because you want that fantasy that you believe a relationship could look like to exist and it doesn't that's right inevitably so, like, there's going to be strain there's going to be issues that come up there is something really interesting about what you said about the love bomb. All yep. of those things are actually really beautiful, but they're not they sustainable. Are. And sometimes it's just too much. And so if you are the kind of person who is a giver, probably your love language might also be gifts. And so you want to show up giving them what it is you would like to receive. Or gifs. Or gi- That's my love language. Gyps? The sheep with the bucket. I, 
How I'm many sorry, do I send you? Because you have ADHD. So oh. I'm going to pull you back. What was I talking about? You were talking about you can't sustain everything. That's right. That is, like right? if you have five things that you really want to give to this person, yeah. maybe choose one every third time. Match their level of generosity so that it isn't lopsided. I don't know that I would go with match because we have to still be ourselves too. So I love all of those things. I think those things are nice things. But what if yourself is too much? And let me just tell you, if you're giving and giving and giving and giving and giving, and you're not necessarily getting back that mutual or reciprocal exchange of gifts or gifs or love or physical or memes or buckets, like if all of those things are not happening mutually, you're going to grow resentment. Like that becomes this codependent relationship where you're giving to somebody else at your expense over and over. And it's lopsided. And I will tell you, I've known people who also get very used to that. And then when the person can't sustain that, there's resentment that builds up. Like you led me to believe you were this generous person who gave me all of these things all the time. And now no flowers for six months. You know, that reminds me of the anniversary episode that we just did. Yeah, Where like the great disappointment of either used to be like this this and that and now nothing no sucks or now i get some corn nuts for my anniversary <laughs> are you wondering where i'm that gonna random scratch comment? that off my list of anniversary gifts to give rob corn nuts but now i that was I have trying a to hint that when we have our anniversary you can give me corn nuts i love them quick let me get out my list now that i'm going Although to be a good gift teeth, giver so my porcelain veneers would not be happy um, I would like to get you some better fake teeth that are a little Austin Powers vibe because yours are way too perfect in it. Oh my god. Anyway, all right. Is it did I just go? Is it my turn again? Um <laughs> No, you were talking we were no I you had read one because it was about love bombing. It's my turn. Oh. I have a female friend who gets way too close too quickly. Very similar. Mm. She realizes they're getting too close, but can't figure out why. Hmm. Always she pumps the brakes and ghosts and flips out on them for trying to be her boyfriend and then blocks them. Returns a week later wanting to apologize, but at that point it is too late. Very similar to the last one in some ways. Yeah. Like diving in full force. That Please. sounds a little bit like an attachment disorder. Like avoidant attachment. Avoidant anxious or avoidant or anxious and insecure. That's okay. right. Okay. Or, or just like... What happens if somebody, it sounds like she goes in, if I'm understanding correctly, she goes in full force, is really maybe quite skilled at building that initial connection. And then the second they're interested back, she freaks and either disappears or ghosts them, which is the same thing, or stops appearing, or (laughs) no longer shows up or doug are you going to stop me at any point here i I am um you're going to let me really go well i was going to let you go a while so you could show our viewers and our audience um how adhd works yeah we're not supposed to say viewers anymore we've been told because we're not supposed to do what we're not supposed to say viewers because there are listeners and there are audience and yes some of them oh, are watching us audience, on YouTube. You're right. okay, I didn't even catch what you were saying. But, yeah, we're supposed to say audience because not everybody watches us on the tube. And that's fine. I don't think I've ever watched a podcast. We are really extraordinarily charming and funny in person, though. And we always try to coordinate our clothing. Do you we notice do. how my flower matches your shirt today? That's right. Okay. Okay. Um, wow. ADHD times a thousand. Now you're doing it, too. What were we talking about? So we're talking about this person that invests too quickly in a relationship, yeah. but then almost gets like freaked out when the person reciprocates that. Yeah. Do you not think that's avoidant attachment? I think it can be. I also feel like though, I mean, let's, let's talk more in lay terms about this. Like if you flood somebody and you're like, this person is totally my person, of course, you're going to gain reality at some point that there's going to be strain. There's going to be conflict. You're going to learn more about that person. And so there's always this need to kind of remind people, this is a development. This is an, an unfolding. I do think when you first date someone, you should assess chemistry. My four C's of relationships, chemistry, communication, compromise, and commitment. The reality is if you don't have that chemistry, and if you have it, I was I should say if you have it, then you're eager to kind of explore it, right? Mm-hmm. And it's okay to know that that's the beginning part. A spark is park spark. A spark a is spark a part. is an important part it's very of the important. beginning of a relationship. And so then it can develop from there. But I think you need to pace yourself and kind of know that this is an unfolding of the relationship and not like go home and say, I think I found the love of my life, even though that happens sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Happened to me. 
when I was only dating Jewish guys for a week. And then I met a six foot six Nordic guy. And I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, should we move on? Yeah, like, go ahead. On. Okay. Um, my, okay. My friend is an awesome person, but he continues to lie to himself. He's clearly gay, but he goes after women. His mama knows it. His ex-wife knows it. His friends all know it. But he just keeps pretending it's a secret we can't see. So he continues to date women. He dumps them for some shallow hal reason and then goes to gay clubs crying about being single, but then repeating the process again. That's sad. So this friend of yours needs to call me for some therapy. Yes. Because this is actually a very sad thing, right? So as a gay man, I understand why it's hard to come out. I understand why it's hard to like be yourself. I understand that, you know, for whatever reason, maybe not having that traditional relationship and not having that traditional experience of dating a woman in a heterosexually enfranchised, supported, recognized in this world of ours uh, relationship. I understand why it's scary. You know, for all of the people, for our audience, um, I probably, if you've listened to the podcast at all, you know, I was married at some point. I came out later after I got married to a woman, a delightful, lovely friend of mine who I continue to be co-parents and friends with. I love you, Andrea. Um, Me I, too. Me yeah, too. She's you do so too. She, she comes to my birthday dinners, which mm -hmm. you do as well. Um, and so it's really interesting to me yeah. because at the end of the day, it is hard to do. And so when you get to grips, though, with you with who you are, and this is why this guy creates these shallow reasons for ending a relationship. I, I think what's interesting is everyone's saying they know. I do think there are, you know, stereotypes about how gay people present. Um, I do wonder about like, I'd love to know more about, about why they all know he is, why they all know. And if it's true, do you think there could be any part of this that for the the friend that they're talking about? Is it that he's not comfortable coming out or is it maybe a lack of self-awareness? Is that possible? This is such a really big issue. And it's um, not a I will tell you the other, the other uh, interesting thing about this write-in is that he goes to gay clubs after he breaks up. So but what I don't know is if he's going to gay clubs because the person that wrote in is gay and he's going um, with this guy. I have no I idea. I didn't get that sense. I got the sense he goes he there by goes himself to, to kind of heal his wounds or lick his wounds or whatever it is from a breakup after he's broken up with someone for shallow reasons. Um, and I, you know, was not somebody who did that when I was dating women. Um, I more did that. You know, I, I, I actually don't do that at all. I don't find those easy reasons to break up with someone for superficial reasons. However, um, I think he's struggling with his identity and yeah. I wish for someone to say, so Let's talk about your sexuality. Yeah. Like, I'm so grateful in college. There was a beautiful, beautiful friend of mine named Catherine, who, while we were in her dorm room together, she said, have you ever found yourself attracted to men? Oh, sorry. And I said, yep. And I remember saying it out loud for the first time. And I'm like, <gasps> yeah. Oh, my God. What do I do now? And she was so sweet and so gentle. Thank you, Catherine. If you're I know you're not listening. There's no way. Um, well, maybe. Maybe. You know who you are in Drew Hall. Um, but here's the deal. I mean, I think there's a part of this. I understand coming out is hard and he so wants to live that American dream. Like I remember when I came out, it was very, you know, I felt like, oh my God, I was the all American boy, um, friendliest in my senior class. So I'm coming to Canada, all that stuff we talked about. Best dimples Best dimples ever. Minnesota. <laughs> well, you, you left to Minnesota. It's really universe. <laughs> in the entire Mr. Dimple universe. Universe. Mr. Dimple universe. What do you think, Ding! Guys? I feel like we already know that Alex is going to do something really great with that smile. <laughs> Boy, if you look at our TikTok, he is brilliant at making some funny jokes Seriously. about my myself. Um, <laughs> so that's what I think. I think it's yeah. hard. But, you know, what's hard about this, too, is he's never going to succeed if he's not able to be himself. And so I wish I would wish for somebody to encourage him to be in therapy, to encourage him to figure out his identity i mean maybe he is bisexual but in that yes. case he still has to deal with what that means and be authentic about that 100 percent. which you know i think that's a lovely lovely process and exploration but so yes feel free to give him my number uh because i would really love For to work so with someone who's struggling reasons. with this issue and not that coming out is the only option here but he has to figure out why these patterns continue because he's hurting people and he's hurting himself Every time this happens. Well, and even just like coming out to yourself of just like understanding who you are. And nowadays you can, it's like there, 
you don't have to have a title. It is so fluid. Just know who you are and what you're into. It's not a lifelong commitment if that's not what you want it to be. You can just be who you are. Call it whatever you want to call it. So there's two things that are cautionary in this, though, for me. One is there's everyone is talking about, like, we all know he's gay, but he doesn't. And it makes me wonder, has anybody directly said to him, do you wonder sometimes if you're attracted to men? Right. Do you think that might be one of the issues as to why you're dating women is not successful? I mean, it's really okay to be upfront with someone about right. that. But then there's this whole second piece. And I will tell you one of the things I do not love, you know, because there have been some assumptions about me as well. Like you must have known you were gay. Well, the answer is no, I did not. Hmm. I did not know because there were no gay role models at that time. Uh, there was nothing talked about. Gay was like seen only as a negative thing when I was growing up in rural Minnesota yeah. in a very, very, probably our most conservative county. Oh my gosh. Um, and yeah. so I think there's a part of this that you just don't like, you don't even think it's a reality. And I remember being attracted to some of my friends in high school, my male friends and being like, I don't, I assume everyone feels this way. You right? know, I, and I, I feel like a lot of people that I talk to, because I also have quite a few people, you know, in my caseload always have that, yeah. you know, all spectrums of the, you know, sexuality and gender. Yeah. But I hear a lot that maybe first initial Feelings and thoughts about your own sexuality, if it isn't just so hetero and so like everybody else, is less, I think I'm attracted to women for me or men for you or whatever. Like, I yep. think I'm not attracted to the opposite sex yep. and more just an acknowledgement of all of my friends seem to be boy crazy or girl crazy or obsessed yeah, yep. And attracted and lusty in these directions. And I can't relate. What do you think about that? I think that's a very common experience. Yeah. Um, the other thing that I think, and it's funny as you say this, because it's like this, this uh, continuum of sexuality, right? Like there's an assumption based on the Kinsey scale that most of us are in some kind of bell curve in the middle and that we're not strictly heterosexual or homosexual. That's right. And I think that's very true. Mm -hmm. Like I have zero issue with women. Would I make out with a woman if I was in the circumstance and single? I would. Like it would not be a, a turnoff at all. I love women too. I would too. Um, but my primary emotional... I know you <laughs> so my primary though, effectual and emotional connection and physical is with men. Yeah. So I date men because I know that's where I'm always going to want to gravitate toward. Like that feels like home. It feels, well, it feels. <laughs> not your family of origin home. I was just going like to say, it's not home, but what arouses me, right? So, and interests me. Like I do check out people all the time, which is kind of piggish, but I do anyway. You like, really we, do. Is this another toxic trait? Like when I'm on a date, I'm like. Well, I was agreeing that you're checking people out all the time. I am. But yeah. I wasn't agreeing that it's piggish. Like, thank you. I just feel I am like respectful. I don't. But this is also what I think. If you are somebody who's hunting, you're always hunting. I am always hunting. You're all literally always hunting. And then if I like somebody, what do I do? You make that really beautiful. You're you have, you're not going to get me this time. I'm not going to laugh uproariously. You I guys, tried. Did you see that episode? Did you hear that episode? I did try. Did you hear Doug making that really weird clown face and then me that couldn't stop laughing? It was good. It was good. Funny. Yeah. Um, so I have a lot of empathy for this dude. And yet he has to be honest with himself if indeed he is gay. And I would strongly encourage you to just directly say, yes, we're kind of aware that we think you might be interested in men. And not and even that might we. Be... Just like I like, hey, buddy, we as a big group me. have like all decided to this, do an intervention. This on you. Yeah. Don't do that. Don't do it do. because sexuality is hard. And for whatever reason, whatever belief system he has about this. Um, obviously religion can oftentimes make this into a very hateful thing. Yeah. We have some ridiculously ignorant laws going on in the United States right now against mm. the LGBTQ community, um, and women and gender issues and health issues. So we have a really difficult time to come out and feel safe, especially if you're in a region of the country that is more conservative than not. That's right. And I say, come to Minnesota and feel free. Yes, we will be your Or all of the other lovely place. places. Yep. I don't want to list them all, but I can. You can almost do it. So we in the uh, LGBTQ community really know who our enemies are. And yeah. we get little notices like do not eat that food anymore. Do not go to that restaurant anymore. Chick do not buy your crafts. You did say it out loud. Um, do not go to, you know, the places that are bigots and that give money to anti LGBTQ 
organizations. HRC is always well-known, Human Rights Campaign Fund. If you want to know what those organizations are, just as an offshoot, by all means, contact them. You, they, will, they will give you that list. Um, so I have empathy, and I also feel like somebody has to be honest with this guy and That's say, right. do you notice this pattern? We think right. this is about this. Right. Yeah. Everyone's going to be happier but with authenticity and freedom. And by the way, to this dude, there is nothing unhealthy about who you are. It is normal. And as Lady Gaga beautifully put it, you were born this way. Baby. And don't waste another minute of your time not being you. What a waste. But what a waste is right. Like, you don't have that kind of time. Gosh, that goes across the board on all levels. Gender, sexuality, etc. Mm. Next. So this is not about a friend, but rather a cousin. Oh, that's right. She has a cousin. Um, she really has no choice to have interactions with him. He's out of shape. Oof. Has a dead-end job. Ouch. Not a fun person to be around. Is uneducated. That might be the worst. Ooh. The not fun to be around. Well, but then uneducated, doesn't drive, spends all of his free time playing video games wow. and smoking any extra money he has away. Wow, this just keeps getting better and better. Well, there's a little judgment here that I'm not loving entirely. I don't know how to True. describe it, but he just seems to have the mentality that the world owes him everything. Mm. He's the only cousin I have around my age and therefore pesters me at every family get-together. Oh. What makes me laugh every time is he thinks women are the problem. Oof. Okay. okay. <laughs> they can at times be, but definitely not here. Yeah. Like that was an interesting comment. There's no good women left. He says only hoes and gold diggers. Oh my God. That's a really awful. You thing know to what? Say. Or complains I... that their standards are too high. And she finishes with Lord have mercy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yes. She might be a little judgy, but I will tell you, Doug, now the I judgment feel makes just sense. as judgy. Yeah. Okay. Hoes and gold diggers. Because he's got so much to offer. Yeah. I don't even know. What, what do I even say about this guy? Yeah. yeah. That, you know what? That, that was guy, sarcastic. You do not think he has a lot to offer. Thank you, think, you for clarifying. Because yeah. I'm sure that sounded really sincere. And most people were like, wow, I'm very confused. I'm very confused that Sincerity. Talia thinks he has a lot to offer. And yet he's putting down women as gold diggers and hoes. I'm introducing Do you think he means you. garden hose? Yes. Okay. I'm right. introducing you to the concept of sarcasm. Um, okay. Yep. You get to say all of that because what a horrible comment that is to call women hoes and gold diggers. Like, I, and this is where I really do believe in honesty is the best policy. If I had somebody like that in my life, I'd say, okay, let's take a look at this realistically. Like, what are you offering the scenario? Yes. And, and that's I, the best question to ask if somebody's like, everyone sucks. I deserve better to ask them, like, what are you bringing to the table? What are you bringing to the table? And, you know, if you believe that, and I would say to this person, if they were a client of mine, I would say, so if you believe women are those things, you're probably going to have this kind of self-fulfilling prophecy going into these things and bias and edge. And they're going to know that you don't regard them as your equal. You don't regard them as a, a person worth looking at because you have this assumption going into it. Also, like, what a horrible generalization. I that is And entirely it. untrue. What don't I, you I mean, I feel like, I mean, yes, I buy what you're selling. But I, when, I feel like when somebody presents like this guy yep. and then they talk about the women being like the reason why the women don't like him are these really obviously wrong reasons. Yep. I think that's just like completely masking your own insecurity. Of course it is. It's pushing it. It's projecting onto somebody. It's deflecting. It's all that stuff. 100%. Can I also say, I mean, the other thing is he talks about gold diggers. I'm not sensing he has a great deal of cash. <laughs> I know that. That was my initial irony that he just like has so much to offer that everyone's digging his gold and i just i do want not i did i do not want to be body shaming so someone who doesn't work out i mean i have friends who don't work out and it, you know but it's, it's like it's about the way that you present yourself like you don't have to be somebody who like i can think of just a handful of clients that i have that are in the dating world that they're super turned off by this like especially in minnesota there is this vibe, especially in like the summertime, which is two weeks a year, um, that it's all about like, I love to go on hikes and I'm kayaking and I'm CrossFit and I'm training and like, come mountain climbing with me, come do this stuff with me. And I have clients that are like, what if I just literally, well, I'm an inside kid. Like, I just want to hang out, watch a show eat some good takeout. Like, I'm not interested in that kind of lifestyle. <laughs> but here's the thing. I mean, then it gets into, and this is an offshoot of this conversation because we're no longer talking about undateability. 
Um, I would say, like, if I started dating someone who was not interested in living an active lifestyle, yeah, it's a lifestyle. It would be a, it would be a deal breaker for me. That's right. But but also for this person who's not interested, it's kind of a deal breaker for them that yeah. there's somebody who is really outdoorsy and active. So it's just like that. You're right. That's more of a lifestyle situation. Like not we're not shaming this guy yep. for not working out. If nope. that's like who he feels like he is, he's prioritizing right. other things in his life. But maybe he doesn't get to then body shame or judge people on. And, you no, know, that's no. the part that's difficult to confront. So if I were in your shoes as his cousin, I might say, do you notice how you put other people down when things don't work out? Or, you know, maybe you should focus on making sure you are presenting the best person you want to be and whatever sure. that is for somebody. Right. Like sometimes it's you. <laughs> sometimes it's not just sometimes the other person. Sometimes it really is us. And we're there. You. I see that you oh. keep, you're looking directly at me. Like, <laughs> did you take that in? This is not about me, though, Talia. It never is. No, I know that. Your turn. Except for most of the time. <laughs> okay. Wait, I, was oh that just you? Okay. That was. I talked about the uneducated, doesn't work out, doesn't. Oh. Lord have mercy. Lord have Lord. mercy. Okay. Who's this? Okay. I know a guy. Do you? He's actually a friend of my little brother. This guy has a good job. He's got his own house a nice Mercedes. He's not horrible looking, but he will die a virgin. That's what that's what oh boy. He or she says or they. Uh he is incapable of talking in general, let alone to women. I've known him his entire life, which is 33 years, and I don't think I've ever heard him say more than hi and how are you in 33 years. That's really intense. The strange thing is that he, my brother, told me, doesn't really understand why this is a problem. This is my favorite part. Why would women need a guy who uses words to communicate? He's tried to get on dating shows but was rejected for all of them. Oof. He even tried speed dating. I honestly wish I could have been there for the speed dating. That would have been the most awkward thing ever again and again and again. The guy just doesn't talk. It's one of those things we've talked about in our family for years, and we'll talk about for many more. Do you know what I just thought about? This is so horrible. Tell me. Do you remember? Was it the first one that we talked about? The his his wife's best friend who can't stop talking. Yeah. Do we have a love match? <laughs> no, because here's the problem with not talking. So first of all, it's an interesting thing. And I wonder how what this person has learned about relationships from their parents or their caregivers or whoever was an adult in their life. Did they watch somebody not talk right. and somehow that relationship worked. stayed together? I'm not going to say worked because I got to be honest. Again, the second of my four C's is communication. You have to communicate and you have to learn to speak and you have to be able to share who you are in order for people to know who you are and in order for your, yourself to be loved and regarded and supported. And yes, you can communicate with warmth and affection yeah. and acts of service and kindness and like all of the things. But the communication, yes, and actions do speak louder than words, but to be able to communicate with words is essential. I also want to go to something about this particular scenario, mm -hmm. and that's that there was a mention of him being a virgin. And that does get me curious about like how he has been in this world where Tinder yeah. and all of the other apps are very bumble are very available to him in, in terms of like satisfying some sexual needs too. And there might be some belief systems about waiting until you're married. Like, I don't know enough about this guy to figure that out, but I also think at his age, it is a fairly strange thing to still be a virgin like Stephen Carell in the 40-year-old version. Virgin. So good. Yeah, that's a good one. But also, sure. it does <clears throat> feel like what this friend is saying is, dude, I know why you're still single. And you don't speak. And that's right. a problem. That yep. it has been a huge obstacle for him. I also think that the comment about, like, he doesn't understand why word, uh, women need words to communicate. I, there's something about identifying that as a gender issue and i don't know if that's how he meant it or maybe that's just who he's dating it might be except i don't i don't i don't know that he doesn't feel that about his friendships too like even in this relationship yeah. 
Like, does he not talk to any of his friends? And when this person said, hi, how are you, are the only words, yeah. I don't know that I'd be like friends with somebody who didn't do more. I'd be like, tell me, tell me more about yourself, right? But so I think that this is the kind of situation that if you and I had him in our office for in one hour, yeah. we would get to the bottom of what's we happening. Would, for sure. And then there would be some skill building, some like awareness building yeah. and skill building. I mean, I talk all the time with people that are trying to date but feel really nervous about like, icebreakers or how to talk about themselves or how to ask questions and they just freeze up and this we could we can help this guy we can help this guy we can help any of these people by the I way i know and we want to like i you know here's the other interesting thing about being a therapist is that you actually get to be honest with people yeah so even you know this guy who put down women um mm. as ho hoes and gold diggers that's right like I would be able to say to this person, so I just want to give you some feedback. I know. Like those comments feel really critical and almost, you know, shaming about or, or generalizing in a way that's really not accurate at all. And I wonder if that's more about how you feel you're being treated and the need to defend and to make the excuse that it's about somebody else. Bingo. <clears throat> like the and I projecting. Do think, and I do think uh, nuance <laughs> is really, really important and grace as you tell people about yeah. their, their stuff. but. That's what people pay us to do. We we are not paid to like say, hmm, that must be hard. Maybe you're right. Um, well, and I, shit. it's true. And yep. what I've noticed yep. sometimes in my work is that I will have people that are so hard on themselves. Yeah. Legitimately. Oh, yeah. And then I'm all about giving grace to yourself and finding the beauty in who you are and showing up in this way that's like yeah. confident, self-loving. But then I'll have the people that will come in who you know that they're they're like aching for yeah. you to tell them it's not you, it's them. Yep. And right. oftentimes it's those people who don't have a lot of self-awareness. Everyone else is treating them badly. It's them. It's not me. And they're really wanting you to be like, you're such a wonderful person and you deserve better. And you're right. All these people are horrible. And that's a really challenging dynamic because sometimes we do need to say, yeah, I, I think agree. it's time to kind of look at your own stuff, too. And that can be painful, but also important because all of this is about self-awareness. These are blind spots. These are blind spots, and we really don't know our blind spots until somebody points them out to us sometimes. And so that's, that's why, you know, it's really important to be honest and upfront with people. I kind of feel like people who live their whole lives not getting any of that feedback, no matter how difficult it is for people around them to give it. I just think that's a waste of time. But this last example, this is what it reminds me of. This last example of like the person that I was mentioning that is like, it's a con it's a combination of like a million different people. But the person yeah. who's like, it's not me, it's them. <clears throat> The people that are showing up needing it to be others, yep. they don't accept the feedback because it can't possibly be them. Because yep. then what does that mean about them? And so if they're showing up and you can obviously see what yep. they're doing, what their part is in the dynamic, they might then find the person who's giving them feedback to be the mean person. You know what I mean? I do. That like you're offensive. Yep. You're hurting my feelings. You're yep. not my real friend. You're not on my side. The thing that gets tricky about that is sometimes that's true. Like it's okay to expect somebody to have your back. It's okay to have somebody who, you know, lets you know what is going on for them and communicates directly and openly and honestly. And so there's this big. There's a balance. There's a balance here. And there's also this trickiness. <clears throat> like you don't want to be with someone who doesn't make you feel loved and regarded and attended to. But so if you're the friend. That's right. That has some feedback yep. to give someone that you care about. Yep. Make sure it's coming from a place of love. Right. And make sure they know that you love so many things about them. That's right. And that this might be a reason why they're struggling in relationships. I agree. This is somewhat similar. This last one. We're on our last one to explore. And it's somewhat serious. I mean, I mean, somewhat similar. Not serious, but... Well, serious and similar. My best <laughs> friend is a male, and it, it it's 100% his lack of depth in conversations with women. Mm. I've set up his dating accounts and even set him up on dates. It's not that women don't find him attractive, but they stop talking to him once they realize he isn't engaging in anything, and I've tried to tell him this. Good job on trying to tell him this. For example, my friend's cat just had kittens. My male friend 
likes this other friend and was looking for a cat because his died. I said, why don't you text her and ask about the cats? His legit cold message, he legit cold messaged her, so do you like cats? <laughs> and not surprisingly, she never replied. There's no, she And she does the emoji of like, there's no hope for him. Another time with a different girl. We were all getting drinks before a movie. And instead of talking to her when she wanted to see what he was up to, and she was interested, he pulled out his phone to talk about all the money he was losing on sports betting and oh, began God. betting right there. That's a Lord it, have mercy. It was like a car accident yeah. I couldn't look away from. Yeah. Last time, we all went up to a cabin, and this girl was offering him shots and kept kept touching his shoulder and asking him where he was sleeping for the night. He didn't get the hint. Got so drunk, he cried to her. <laughs> I'm sorry. This guy. Got so drunk, he cried to her and I for an hour about his awful ex and then went to go play darts in the corner. The chick was annoyed and went to bed. I tried oh, telling Lord. him the next morning, and he was like, oh, fuck. Rip buddy one day. Rip buddy one day. I don't know what that means. Oh, R.I.P. buddy one day. Ooh, that's harsh. Okay. What does that even mean? It means like he's going to die this way. R.I.P. Rest in peace. Oh, well, I know what that means. Also, you said this emoji, and I was yeah. like, oh, yeah, the hand hitting the head. Yeah. But that in the youth call it face palm is what I meant to say. That's like a thing, and I did not. Does it mean the same thing? Yeah, I think. Um, this is what I worry about with this guy, because this doesn't just sound like a on a date kind of a problem. I feel like he is a very out of touch with other people's cues. He does not know how to read a room. He does not know how to sense if something is interesting to someone or not. I mean, this is like a real bummer. Well, here's the deal. Like, I take a look at this diagnostically, right? Like, when you say that he has a hard time reading people, I start to think about people on the autistic spectrum who yeah. don't always understand visual cues. Yeah, I wondered right? about that, too. That it's, like, very well-meaning, and he thinks that he's engaging and trying to have a conversation, but he's not getting the full picture of if he's being interested, interesting. You know, and we generally, I think, go to this quick place of, like, judging these people and saying, what a dick. When yeah. I'm I'm someone who at this point, especially in my life, I want to take a look at the underlying reasons yeah. why somebody's being a dick. And I'm somebody, as you well know, who has a very, very long fuse with people. Like even if, if I love that person, if I want them in my life, I will give them many times to make mistakes, but I will give them honest feedback on how it affects me every single time yeah. with the hopes that, you know, at some point, is it catching on for you that you're coming off this way? Right. But I think a lot of people do not have, you're one of those people. Your fuse is much shorter than mine. You're like... If you get treated like a dick a few times, yeah, you're going to be like, okay, this isn't working no, for me. No, this isn't fun for me anymore, and right. I don't really feel like giving you feedback because I think you're a dick. Well, and here's the problem for me. Like, I probably give that people that long leash, right? Like, yeah. that long leash to just make, you know, not treat me the best for a while. And I'll be like, I know what's underlying that. I know why they're, they've got that trauma or they've got that history, and so I give people that yeah, rationale. That is But I can't. Me. I know. <laughs> well... And yet in your office, it would be. So if this guy in my, came into absolutely. your office, you'd be like, let's talk about why it is that you're not taking those cues. But let's they're not talk being about... a dick to us in our office. Unless unless you said, so let's talk about your last date. And he pulled out his phone and said, I'm on betting duty, which, by the way, we'd get paid for while he was doing that. And we would observe in we the session. We would observe. Right? Like, to me, I would be, I would not at all think that that was personal. I'd be like, oh. But it might be in your case. Probably. Like Where's that list your, of my toxic traits? That's it. I'm going to list them up. Based on your therapeutic approach. That's right. Um, someone might be like, um, I'm going to just I'm check, gonna my check my grinder. What does that say about you? You were literally every two seconds. Where's my phone? That's You've got a grinder ADHD and I just have uh, a life I ADHD. do not. I do not have a grinder ADHD. HD. Um, I feel... A little sad for this guy. I do too. And I wonder I if with some loving feedback, he can see why the way that he is in these relationships isn't landing well. Yep. But also, yes, like Doug said, I'd kind of want to figure out more about why he's being a dick. I'll also tell you, I mean, this person who wrote in on his behalf, by the way, what an amazing person you are for this person. You've let him know a couple times, like, what is it that doesn't work? Yeah. You, you're giving him the feedback like that night when, you know, she was giving you hints and he was like crying on her shoulder like, dude, she wanted to go to bed with you. Right. We all need that friend. We need that friend who's like really kind to us and keeps giving us. You're one of those friends to me. And that, I, you, you will, know, I adore you 
And your fuse with me is miles long. But you're never mean to me. I'm not. You're right. I just like it's like our blind spots are blind spots. And yeah. you do have to make sure that if someone's giving you feedback, they love you yeah. and it's coming from a place of love. And I think I that makes all that. the difference. Yeah. I'm with you. Um, okay, I loved this episode so much. I think it was I think it's amazing. I could go on and on and on. Like there were so many opportunities here to even look at other options by what like hygiene, brush your teeth, how you eat, whatever it is. We have all kinds of ways, but we're gonna talk about dating in a lot more episodes. That's what we know. Literally probably so. forever. I hope forever. Until we're very I long love in it. the tooth. Uh if you liked today's episode, oh wow, look at those teeth. Um, please. Like, subscribe on your favorite podcast platform, yeah. and even better, rate and review. That's our favorite. And I'll tell you something. We are always looking for submissions. We are so interested wherever you are in the world. If you would go to we'renotfine.com and submit any questions, comments, anything going on in your life. Like, this is one of the greatest things about our podcast that we love is that people get to be anonymous, and they get to ask very personal questions, and they get to pose issues to us that are challenges for them in their life with their relationships and we will respond to those so we welcome any of those submissions and Please we want to start you know what i want to start doing is Tell putting me. polls out on oh. our socials uh-huh okay yes we're i don't gonna know put what that means or how to do that so polls thank you Allie. And questions and if you are following us on our socials fabulous and yep. if not it's on instagram Douglas L. Jensen with an E-N yep. and D-R, like doctor, D-R Talia Jackson. And We're Not Fine Pod. We are on YouTube at We're Not Fine. And we are on TikTok and We're Not Fine Pod. And I must say, I love our editor's TikToks that he's put on there with the support of our amazing social media person, Allie. Yeah. We have the best team. And remember, everybody, we're not fine. But at least you're not dating Doug. <laughs> I blew it. <laughs>